This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports podcast network man the name says it all if you're rocking with us make sure you leave a five-star rating on apple Podcasts, and now you can leave us a five-star rating on spotify as well or if you're watching us on youtube make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alert of all our great content right away pat p man let's get to the show let's get it first quarter unfortunately this will be our last school check-in with the Vikings, with Pat Peterson, week 18, right? Week 18, final game of the season, Vikings hosting the Chicago Bears. The Vikings, entertaining, entertaining ball game. They saved the best for last for all of us. Vikings win 31-17. Yo, Eric, do you remember what my prediction was? You had them winning. Yeah, you had them winning for sure. I, I can't I remember them. the prediction. I had them winning. I've been, I've been, I've been up and down, man, picking the Vikings. I went against the, I went with the Vikings in the beginning of the season. They didn't win. I went against them. They won. I so I last game of the season, I picked the Vikings. The Vikings won and they covered easily covered. I think the line was like two and a half or something like that. Pat Pippi, I know you're not aware of that, but I am. And you guys <laughs> cover. Man, it's a lot to break down this entertaining ball game. But before we break down anything, we talking to our guy, Patrick Peterson. And I remember last week on the show, for you listeners and you viewers who missed last week's show, Pat P said, listen, I cannot finish this season without picking one off. And yep. I said, well, you know what? Dang it, Pat. Every time I say you're going to get a pick, you don't get a pick. So I ain't going to say you're going to get one. I'm going to just say you can get some tackles and maybe a PBU or two. And he guessed what? That boy manifested, spoke it in the universe, and it came to life. Pat, talk us through that pick six, man. Tell, tell, break, give us the breakdown, the play call, what you were seeing, what led to that interception return for a touchdown. Uh, it was in the man-to-man pressure because it was fourth and one, so we, we kind of thought they was going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they threw the ball, I think, the last two of their fourth down tries. So at the same time, you still got to have, you know, be on high alert that they can possibly pass the ball. Yep. That they don't have anything to lose. They kind of want to catch you sleeping. So it was in a man-to-man defense, um, uh, actually a one-hug defense to where if if somebody guys blocked, they'll be able to add on to the uh, pressure. Yep. Force the quarterback to get the ball out a little bit quicker. And uh, defensive line did a great job of changing the line of scrimmage, you know, penetrating uh, the line and, and getting to the quarterback to force him to uh, to make a bad throw. And, and ultimately, in the back end, we had sticky sticky coverage. That wasn't even my guy, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you <laughs> came was, off. I saw you. <laughs> I was covering Bird, and once I heard the crowd kind of like going like and uh, like kind of wild, mm-hmm. I looked back. And as soon as I looked back, he was just about to throw the ball. 
And I saw that ball, Mac, my eyes got so big. I said, yes, here we go. <laughs> I was like, I was like the guy from UFC, like, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Here's my opportunity, the gettable ball I've been looking for all year. I got it. And I kind of knew if I caught it, I knew I knew I would have action because looks at it, it looked like they ran all goals. So all the receivers okay. were behind me. Yeah, we're behind you. Yeah, you know I mean, so I got I got the ball, got a little full head of steam, uh, and people talk, thought I lost my legs. Here's the thing: I did not lose my legs. I was so excited because I saw like a two way go right. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and watch the tape in slow motion, my eyes was looking this way, but my legs still wanted to go right. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it was the craziest thing ever. So my leg kind of buckled a little bit because it really wasn't caught up with my body yet. Yeah, that's kind of how I stumbled. Yeah, a little I thought bit. I thought you were running out your form. You know how that uh -huh. how that look when you're running out your form. Yeah, so if you go back and look at it, I'm looking this way, but it's almost like my body wanted to continue to go to the to the right. Yeah. So like I said, my I think it was my my right leg that kind of like buckled a little bit, didn't got, get like the full power in the ground. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what caused me to stumble a little bit. Yeah. But I regained my balance. I said, PP, get it together. And let's mm -hmm. get to the paint. <laughs> you got to the end zone. And I can tell you, this is what Pat Pete, boy, you look like you still got some wheels out there, huh? Hey, man, this said I was washed up. Yeah, that boy looked <laughs> like he was moving. I said, oh, I, when I saw it, I said, oh, dang. I said, get your form, get your form, get your form, get your form. We got to straighten back up. That was just a little light 28.8. I mean, it was 20.8 miles per hour, just 20 point. Miles. Oh, you hit those with the light. Okay, light. Easy and I, run. Did, Easy and run. I did hit 21 miles per hour this year at 30. Yeah. yeah. Man. Hey man, it felt good seeing well, you sorry, get that pick. Man. Hey, it felt it felt good seeing you get that pick. It felt good getting back in the end zone. Uh, because you know, at one point in time, especially when you was a returner, you stayed in the paint. Yeah, you stayed in the paint. So getting being able to get in the paint in Minnesota for the home crowd, I know they went crazy because y'all fans are definitely wild, especially when things are going good uh for the Vikings. T take us through the meaning behind your celebration, though. Oh man, it's crazy because me and Harrison, we was talking about this on Friday. I think I was like, bro, I can't. Same thing. I was like, dog, I can't end the, I can't end the year without a pick. So we was talking about celebrations all yeah. week. So I was like, man, you know what? I said it's the last game. You know what? If I get a pick, I said, don't let me score with it. Cause I said if I score with it, and if you look at it, you see Harrison coming up to me. But at the end, they kind of cut it off. So mm -hmm. what I wanted to do was have Harrison come to me, give me, you know, how, how you, uh, how you uh, acting like you signing like a new contract or whatever. And yeah. they give you, they give you like the helmet and you shake like the owner's hands or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. kind of what I did with Harrison. He gave me, he kind of like gave me the contract as his hand. Yeah. And I signed it with my left and that's how he was. That's why he was handing me the ball. And I was kind of getting ready to take a picture with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, see, I thought he was just bringing you the ball that yeah. you can score with so you can have it. No. So, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> That's dope. That's yeah, dope. So after the game, he was like, bro, you called your shot. I said, yeah. yep. And what about going to midfield? What made you want to go to midfield? Because, you know, like I said, it was the last game. It was my, uh, you know, my last opportunity to give the fans, you know, what they've been wanting all year. And it was just like, all right, boom, here you go. You finally yeah. got it. The last game, the, the 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 nail in the coffin, you know, sealed the win for the team. 
Pat P still here. No question, no question. So check this out, Pat P. We went all year uh, without getting you fine, fined, but we don't want to start the process now. But man, <laughs> what's the thought process? Uh, what's your thought process uh, when they call that uh, alleged uh, pass interference, that type of pass interference? And I know yeah, you. Yeah, I thought that about. was to me because pass interference and holding is two different things. Yeah, I thought of, I and I thought it was you know tit for tat, but I did, I did, I did grab him a little bit, but it was not intentional. You know, yeah. he was running, his arms was wide, he broke down. So you know, as every DB break down they're going to use their arms. So as mm -hmm. I see, see the ball coming, I'm breaking down, kind of like kind of brace myself and kind of like my arm, my finger, my gloves, because we know we got that, you know, that leather on the inside got caught mm -hmm. in his sleeve. It got caught just like this here and it kind of pulled him, you know, pulled his arm back a little bit or whatever. But I thought it was holding more than, um, I thought it should have been a holding call than a, a PI, because PI holds Exactly. Him. Or, or illegal contact. Thank you. Yep. But I, I, I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't see it as a, a PI for sure. Yeah, it should have been holding or illegal contact. Man, yeah. Justin Jefferson, man, fell went seventeen. Off. Go ahead. I said he went off. He yeah. went off, but he fell seventeen yards short of Randy Moss. Yeah, uh, single season receiving yards record. Man, is that something you guys, as his teammates, wanted to see him achieve? Yeah, yeah, we wanted to see him achieve that. You know what I mean? That's seventeen a, yards. That's a monumental goal. You know what I mean? That's iconic that's randy moss dandy yes Bush. you got yes. Moss. you know what i mean <laughs> yes. yes so uh i know it was uh i know it was tough i know for me as a as a player it was tough you know to see him not being able to uh get that goal especially you know i obviously i know kurt had to go through his reads but being wide open on the could have been so much better on the kj touchdown with yeah. jj being wide open to get the 17 yards and a touchdown and that a would be yeah, he did get a touchdown in that ball game, man. Justin Jefferson is is, is on the way to uh, stardom as a wide receiver. And just year two, uh, he is number one in the NFL, the history of the game when it comes to yards, most yards in, in, in two seasons, 3,016. Odell Beckham Jr. is number two. Randy is three. Bill Groman is four. The great Jerry Rice is five. Man. The future is definitely bright for Justin Jefferson. But man, we needed them 17 yards. That's all we needed. Yeah. We all that's all we needed. Man, Pat P, like I said, it was an entertaining ball game, but what else stood out to you in the final game? Uh just the energy guys still played with, you know, the desire to fight. Cause you know, Matt, you know, you've been in this league a long time. You know, once teams find out that they're not making it to the playoff, they start packing it up, you know. No question. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I told you I like about the, this this group of men, you know, even all week, you know, no matter what, you know, the circumstances were, guys was like, bro, we, we're still playing this game for us. We're still playing mm -hmm. this game for the, the name on the back of our jersey. You still got 31 other teams that's going to be watching this tape. You know, half of the team is going to be free agents next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you want to still make sure that you represent yourself in the right way. And, you know, being around a group of men like that, it just make it makes your your job easier to go out there and play hard for them. You know, obviously, ultimately, you obviously you want to play hard for yourself, but, you know, you felt like you owed it to your brothers to go out there and, and put your best foot forward, to, you know, to end the year off with a bang and also mm -hmm. bring in the new year with a bang. So um, it was fun all week. Practice was fun, high, high energy, high intensity. 
and, and ultimately we got the we got the win. But I want to go back to this, Mac. What you got? Who scored before halftime in our game? Who scored before halftime? Yep. Uh, it wasn't Justin Jefferson. They got no, 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 no. I'm saying which team scored before halftime? Y'all did, right? And it was 14 nothing, right? Yeah. It made it 14-3. We came back out, made it 14-10. Yeah. And who ultimately ended up winning that ball game? Y'all did. So going back to my stats on uh-huh. teams who score before halftime, no matter what the <laughs> score is, bro, yeah, they end up winning a ball game. Oh, that half that, that that touchdown before halftime is is no. We could, you got a field goal. A field, I mean, just points in general. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anytime, did you anytime, guys go ahead? Go ahead. No, you got anytime it. any team score before half, I don't care if it's three, a safety, a touchdown, they got a seventy three percent chance of winning the ball game. And check this out. Did y'all get the ball after halftime? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We yeah. double dip. Yeah, double dip. We came out. We came out and got seven right away. Made it fourteen ten. And then defense got to stop. And I think we end up, uh, I think, I can't remember how to, how I end up the sequence after that end up falling, but yeah, we end up ultimately winning the game. Okay, I hear you, Coach Pat, Pat Pete. First time ever in NFL history, you had 17 games, 18 weeks. Did you feel any different, you know, nah. knowing that you had an extra week? How did it feel to you? Man, it felt great, bro. Like, it felt like, like people might, you know, like, like Cam, you know, he might, he think I'd be joking all the time, but yeah, you know, he always asked me like, how do I feel? How do, man, going into year 11, well, being in year 11 last year, I literally felt like my body felt like I was in like year five, year six, really no real bruises. Got the one injury this year, my first injury in my career with the, you know, uh, torn hamstring. Um, but I felt like I recovered from that, you know, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Didn't have- You no looked after- like you did. Yeah, didn't have no apprehensions, you know, after, Coming back, uh, man, you know, had the COVID, you know, which was weird. So it was just a weird year for me. But for, um, you know, overall, you know, I thought, you know, everything, you know, played out for the best for me. Yeah. And when the season ends for some organizations that didn't reach reach the level of expectations, uh, there will be change. And with the Minnesota Vikings, new news happened Monday. Uh, Mike Zimmer and GM Rick Spielman fired. Zimmer went 72, 56, and one in eight seasons as Vikings coach, made playoffs three out of the eight seasons. Defense has been uh, bottom five over the past two years. You guys were number one in sacks this year. Spielman has been with the team since 2006 and GM since 2012. Uh, were they a big, those two individuals, Spielman and Zimmer, uh, were they a big, a, a big reason to why you signed with Minnesota? Oh, yeah, that was definitely one of them, for sure. You know, yep. obviously always watching the, the team from afar, having a couple of teammates that, you know, came through here, having a couple of friends that played uh, on this, uh, with this organization, always hearing so many great things about it. Mm-hmm. And just the players that they, uh, that, they, uh, that they always were able to have, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, that's yep. just something I wanted to be a part of it. And I, th- and I think – Zim was just, you know, a guy that just put the icing on the cake, you know, just having the resume that he has, coaching some of the guys that he was able to coach. And uh, I just wanted to be a part of it. And when I got here, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, I was not disappointed as far as the facility, the ownership, you know, the training room, locker room. Facility is nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it was just, it was like, yeah, this, this is the real deal right here. You know what I mean? So um, the environment, the culture, 
fan base, you know, just like I said, everything was was uh was awesome for me. But you know, ultimately, you know, if you if you're not, you know, this league is always about what have you done for me lately. You know what right. I mean? And ultimately, you know, not being able to get the job done over the last two seasons, you know, uh, apparently hurt Coach uh, Zimmer. Uh, with, with him not having a job with the mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings no more. But I would tell you this, man, coach was a, an awesome person, um, awesome coach, um, did a great job of giving guys that desire to, to continue to fight no matter what. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's hard to get, especially when you, things are going south, it's hard to get guys to to kind of stay with it. Yeah. You know, he had a, uh, he found a way to, to, to keep guys um, stand with it and, and, and no matter what the circumstances are, you know, we're going out there for battle, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's what I admire about coach. Uh, it was, it was tough, you know, it was, uh, it was physical. Uh, we just didn't make the plays down the stretch that would, uh, that would have, you know, helped us win those close ball games that we lost throughout the year. Do you think coach Zimmer will coach again, maybe as a head coach, maybe as a coordinator? Um, you know, as a head coach, I think he, I think he should have another opportunity. But you know, with the league, man, they they going young everywhere, man. With coaches, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, it, it, you know, do I think he'll get another job? Yes. Will it be hard for him to get another job? You know, it's hard to say say there too, mm-hmm. because like I said, so many coaches, I mean, so many organizations want 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 to go younger. And especially now, they want to have these offensive-minded guys because they want to be able to develop quarterbacks and things like this. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where he end up falling, yeah. you know, at the, at the end of. But I will say this: if he's not a head coach, he'll be a DC for sure. Oh no question. If you want, if about, he wants to be. Yeah, yeah, and he has so many relationships throughout the NFL. Like you said, if he, it might be a little difficult. He's sixty-five now to really maybe get a head coaching opportunity, but de- definitely defensive, D- DC, defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, I think that could be easy for him if he wants to continue to coach and coach yeah. uh, uh, regarding defensive uh, defense only. So we have, to, we have to wait and see. Well, now, Pat P, uh, if you get ahead, uh, you, you, well, it's looking like you're going to have a new head coach if you stay with the Minnesota Vikings. This would be your sixth head coach. Head coach playing for you. You've played with six head coaches. That's half Europe. my season, man. I'm mean, half yeah. of my career. <laughs> I know, right? Think about that. You know, if you you haven't you had, had two, huh? <laughs> you only had well, you had three. I had three. I had Wiz one yeah, year, three, Arizona, Coward, Coward, and uh, Tom. Tom. Yeah, yeah, and Coward retired. So, yeah, man. So, how, how do you process that? Like, you know, your outstanding Hall of Fame like career, <laughs> uh, but about to have six head coaches. <laughs> Man, you know what? You know, it's it's kind of I won't say it's weird, but you know, I also won't say I'm I'm grown accustomed to it now, but yeah. um I don't know, man. It's kind of like I'm in a weird spot. I, I don't I don't know how to, you know, how to take that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I've been six head coaches throughout my and only played for two teams, so Yeah. Man, uh, hey, you only played for two teams. <laughs> You only play for two teams. You hit about to have six and get yeah, this though. Get this. Ba was your 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 longest My tenure longest. coach four yeah, you, for four years. Yeah, you played with Ba for four years. Yeah, played play with Ba since 2013. He left us in 17. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
And the shortest was six. Five seasons. Yeah. Uh, no, you played with BA. Yeah, five seasons. Five. Oh, seasons. five seasons. Okay. Yeah, five seasons. And you said the shortest was six months. Who you had for six months? Steve Wilkes, man. He did my man wrong, man. I gave my man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, we got to see exactly what happens next. Who will be added to the list of head coaches for? Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Do, is there anybody in mind you would like to see the Minnesota Vikings try to sign as the head coach? Oh man, um, I would love to see Lefty get a good uh, a coach a coaching opportunity. Byron, Byron, yeah. Um, you know, if they want to go defense again, I would love to see Coach Bowles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the history of Minnesota, they all they always tend to, you know, pick defensive minded coaches. Um, and if they want to go that route, I think Bowles would be a great pick. You know, just not only what he what he was able to do over the last, you know, two seasons, but his resume as far as his defense in general, you know, always it, it speaks uh, very highly. And I had an opportunity to play with both of those coaches. So um, mm-hmm. I know what they bring to the table. I know they got Doug uh, Pearson on the uh, on the uh, on the lookout. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a good, a good head coach as well. Um, what about uh maybe a guy like Brian Flores? Mm, I think I don't know a, too much about him, but yeah, I don't know too much about him, but I know of him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, I really can't speak uh, too much about Brian. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised to hear uh, the firing of uh, B Flow in Miami? I was. I yeah. was especially looking at what he was able to do, you know, with what he had over the last, especially like Herm always said, it's hard to win when you don't have a quarterback. Not saying that, it, that they didn't have a quarterback. They did not have a consistent quarterback under center. Mm-hmm. You had Tour. You had uh, who else they had out there? They had like two quarterbacks, right? Uh, uh, Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett when, uh, when Tua was hurt. They had Jacoby, you know, Tua in and out, in and out of the lineup. But their defense, which he's a defensive head, a head coach, kept them alive. Yeah. Their defense played strong, you know, over the last that's, – that's been the, strong, the strongest suit of their team over the last two seasons. And that's what you hired him for to, you know, revamp your defense, re, get your, you know, get, get your defense, you know, on the map. And I believe mm-hmm. that's what he did, and he just didn't have a – a c- consistent enough play at quarterback, but I yeah. believe that's all he needed was just consistent enough co- play at quarterback to be able to keep his teams in the game. We knew his defense was going to play outstanding throughout the season. We just needed the offense to not turn the ball over, yeah. you know, move, uh, sustain drives, you know, throughout the game here and there, you know, just do, do your part. And I feel like the, you know, they wasn't able to, you know, come through, Form especially early on in the year, yeah. Form as a as a as a as a team, but they started to get together um, at the back half of the year. Something like that, how they did in two thousand one as well, you know. So you can you can it shows that the team gets better throughout the year, and it shows that the team wants to play for this head coach. So yeah. when I saw the fire, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Then he got like the best over the last two seasons. I think he lost fourteen games, and he got better records than like. Bill, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, I think it was, uh, I think Kyle was on there. It was like six head coaches on there, and he had a better record than all those guys, and all those guys still have their jobs. 
Yeah, he had a, a a heck of a second half of the season. I think they finished the second half of the season eight and one. Um, outside of that, you know, slow start, winning one ball game in the first month, two months of the season, uh, they finished on a bright note. You talked about the defense; they finished sixth last year. They were sixteenth this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like he was kind of changing the culture. But what we're hearing now is, I think, it was more of a power struggle between B. Flo and and Chris Greer, the GM. Uh, mm. Brian Flores wanted a lot of power. I guess they kind of was having back and forths and things like that. People just wasn't on the same page. Uh, but I said uh, when we had Stu Gotts on this show, Stu Gotts from the Libertard show uh, some months ago, I said to him that don't be surprised if they fire Brian Flores. And I just felt like it potentially will happen. And my thing is this, Pat P, when you fire a, a guy like B. Flo, who seems to be changing the culture there and trying to uh, create more of a consistent pattern, you have to have something huge in place or something bigger in place. And I understand when it comes to that power tip, you know, we've seen that before with, with some coaches. Remember, Harbaugh pretty much left San Fran because that same type of issue from what we've heard with power, mm -hmm. right? But I'm going to tell you this much right now. I'm going to give you right now something to think about and something to look forward to. In the next few weeks, and I know you were a Dolphin fan growing up, kid in South Florida. You love the Dolphins. The Miami yeah. Dolphins. Miami. Remember that song? Yeah, man. They don't do that no more. <laughs> yeah, the Miami Dolphins song. Hey, don't be surprised if the Dolphins pull the unthinkable when it comes to What's head. the unthinkable? Landing someone who you don't, who you, th you would never think of as an option. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you got usual suspects right now from the coach, the next up and coming coach. You know what I mean? You got, like you talked about, uh, be left, you know, you got so many different names out there that people are associating with jobs. Heck, even Bill O'Brien name has been thrown out there uh, with potential yeah. interviews and stuff like that. No, I, I ain't telling more. I think they're gonna get more. I think they're gonna get more from Kellen. Um, yeah, Kellen more from um Dallas. Hey, listen here. Clip this, producer Eric, clip this and save this. Don't be surprised if the Miami Dolphins do something where you like you're gonna have that Kevin face from home alone. <sighs> I'm you, they about to they about to pull like a, a Oakland Raider um thing. They're gonna get one of the youngest coaches in the league, and it's gonna be Kellen Kellen Moore. Watch. I'm telling you. Hey, for all our listeners and our viewers checking us out right now, just remember this episode, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, Stephen Ross has a plan. He, he, see, he see what that what he did with Dallas. He's think, they still got a young quarterback. They got talent over there. Yep. He's been strong. He's going to get more. I think, and and I and I do and I still believe, I know he said he would not want to be the yeah, one to Harbaugh. remove Harbaugh from his alma mom alma mater, but I think he would be the second option. I think I think ultimately, you know, and I heard this too, Pat. I heard Michigan's willing to offer Harbaugh like 120. <laughs> college coach. 120. 120. And that's guaranteed. Hey, no doubt about it. And he can, and somebody can buy him out <laughs> if, he, if, he if they want to. Right. If they want to, if they don't, okay, he trip, he get one twenty. But hey, clip this and save this. Look yeah. out for what's 
probably going to happen in Miami, potentially could happen in Miami in the next few weeks with their head coach in vacancy. Now that they fired Brian Flores, Dolphin fans, I'm trying to tell you, your owner trying to make something big happen, like the unthinkable, meaning I got to go pull a, a hell of a move. And Pat P, remember where you heard it for here first? Yeah. Hey, season in review. Man, a lot happened this year. An emotional roller coaster type of season. But let's let's start with our guy number seven. You know, how would you evaluate your individual 2021 season as as a whole? Man, I thought I played solid, man. I know I didn't have many opportunities um throughout the year. You know, I thought my my technique was sound. I felt like I tackled better, didn't give up many yards after the catch. Um you know, uh, I felt like I broke on like my off routes better than I ever had throughout my career. It was so many breaks this year. Like I broke so clear. I was like, man, why did the quarterback not throw the ball? You know, like, that, that always happened that way. You have those clean breaks. Like, oh, oh, oh I feel it. Throw it. Or, 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 if he, or if he throws it, someone hits, tips the ball right. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I felt like I had a very, very sound year. Um, I felt like I, you know, I felt like I got better as a leader, you know, this year. Not, not necessarily understanding my role, but just being able to be more, I guess, more of a, a, a mentor in a sense, you know, by, you know, trying to help these young guys each and every day on how to be pros, you know, how to study, how to practice, you know, how to, how to put your mind in the right position, you know, to where you can be successful throughout the game. You know, so uh, that was pretty cool um, as well. Um, we had a great had a great experience with, with, with my coach. Mm -hmm. um, so all in all, I thought I, I thought I played solid, man. I, I thought I really, really did, you know, like I said, with opportunities that I was given. Yeah, I mean, for me watching you, man, you play with a lot of energy. You play yeah. fast, you know, you play with good leverage, you play with good uh, knee bend, uh, which is important. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and and yes, you you tackle better this year. I, I love seeing you stick your face in there like how you used to do, uh, uh mixing it up, you know, coming up in support and 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 being a leader by action. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Being a leader by action and the way you you, you look real good. You you didn't look like a guy who and 31 is not old. We know that 31 <laughs> is young, but it seems like sometimes when you play in this league for such a long time at a high level, they want to. When you hit a certain number, oh, well, he's declining. Well, you, yeah. why is someone considered to be declining when they haven't showed you signs of declining? It's right. just the age. But yeah. I think you use that as a chip on your shoulder as well to let people know, man, like, listen, I'm 31, but I feel like I'm in my 20s. And that yeah. interception return basically showed that because you you show that I'm still <laughs> running. I'm, yeah. I, I ain't just out here. I'm still running. So, yeah, I, I think all in all, and I can tell you this much too, the Viking fans definitely – no, you still got a lot of sauce left. Uh, you know, on Twitter, they were going crazy when you got the interception. When you weren't playing in ball games, people really saw how much you meant to the organization. Mm. That's the thing. You know, when you're an impactful player, sometimes it takes you not being in the lineup to show how much you mean. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people saw that as well, uh, along with everything else you brought to the table. So, yes, I all in all, a real good year, first year in Minnesota. Uh, let's see exactly what the future holds. For your quarterback, Captain Kirk, Kirk mm -hmm. Cousins, do you believe he will be back in Minnesota next year? 
You know, I don't know, Mac, you know, especially now with, you know, everything going on with the new GM, new coach, and typically, you know, when things like that happen, you know, it's kind of like a, like they, you know, they get like a bulldozer and like just start crashing through everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's almost like a clean house. So um, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I can't say, you know, I, I would love to see, you know, um, you know, Kurt finish it, finish it up here. You know, I think he has a great rapport with Adam, uh, with Justin, getting better with Justin. Yeah. Excuse me. Each and every week, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, be, you know, the fastest receiver in two in two years. Um, with those, with that many yards, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, Kirk was a big part of that. And, um, I just think Kirk is just a, a very, you know, great leader, poised player, never really under duress, you know, in games, you know, I, I just think he's just very, very chill and, you know, he's captain Kirk for sure. So, yeah, um, to answer that question, I don't know if he'll be here, but I would love to see him, you know, continue that connection with, you know, um, Justin, Adam, and, you know, the one that we wasn't able to see this year, Irv Smith, yeah. which we, who was having an unbelievable yeah. camp. You remember I was high on him and yeah, getting so, ready for the offseason. offseason. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. Now it's time for a free agency look ahead. My guy, Pat P, number seven, will be a free agent this season. How will you handle free agency again this year, Pat? Oh, man. Just like I did last year. I'm going on vacation somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, let my agent, you know, handle, do whatever he needs to do. You know, ultimately, you know, everything is out of my hands now, you know, as far as, you know, putting the work in. I have one request. What? Right now. What? Can we can we please break your sign? And if you sign back with Minnesota, if you sign <laughs> elsewhere here, because you was on vacation, you had a lot going on and we yeah. missed it. And somebody who who broke it? Was it Schefter or yeah, somebody I, like that? No, I, we we, we it, it's, okay. it's mandatory. That's it's a different. written rule. It's not an unwritten rule. It's a written rule. I think, you know, I was Any, in the my connection was bad and stuff like that, man. So internet was all over the no, place. You know, we got Eric. He one of the best producers technician in the land. So he can make something put together good for us. We could we can go and get I, some. Matter of fact, I will make sure I'm up on it because I will be in the Bahamas again this year doing free agency. So I'll make sure I'm all set this year, Mac. But I'm also, right. too, you know, once they get a head coach in place in GM, they don't necessarily yeah, they don't got to wait till free agency. And I was going to ask you this question. Do you want to remain a Viking? Man, I wouldn't mind. You know, I wouldn't mind. You know, I, like I said, and it, ultimately it's going to come down to, like like I said, you know, getting a new head coach. For the most part, new head coaches come in and kind of tear up the whole scene. But my thing is, why would you want to tear up this team? It's probably, most, yeah, it's probably the most talented team that has a coaching vacancy. Oh, let's 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 break it down. Let's break it down. So who are okay, Jacksonville? Yeah, no, 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 no. Exactly. Uh, Chicago, Miami, Miami, Miami. Miami. Miami, got, Miami got some talent, yeah, but you know, talent. quarterback wise, I still take Kirk Cousins right over. You got, uh, you got Chicago. Yeah, they just really got the quarterback and the receiver and the running back defenses. Oh, they got a, they got a couple players on. Defense. They got a couple pieces. They got a couple pieces. Uh, the Raiders will. Well, we don't know if they're gonna I retain, think it, but that's a possibility. Um, the Giants, Giants, nah, they ain't really got no pieces like that. Denver, uh, Denver, Denver got some pieces as well, but quarterback as well. That you know, that's a 
So that's a that's big. If you if you're looking to come in into a spot and not worry about the quarterback position, we know mm-hmm. you need a quarterback <laughs> if you want to win. Yeah. So yeah, he's a better option out of all of those quarterbacks. And not it's not just about the quarterback. You got a, a proven running back, all pro like player, all pro like player, wide receiver, a Pro Bowl player, and Adam. You hopefully can get Irv Smith back, a highly oh, invested player. And the offensive line should be better, especially if they're healthy. The continuity should, should be there. AJ. Defensive, defensively, you got still an elite pass rusher with Daniel Hunter. Get him yeah. back healthy. Look yeah. at the interior yeah. for the defensive line, the linebackers. Eric, Bar- Harrison, yeah, Eric. I think yeah. Barbecue free agent. He's uh he's Barber free agent now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. You got DJ Wildham playing big, and he's going to. He had two sacks against Chicago. Five total. Hey. Yeah, and you got the 12th pick in this draft in the first round. So uh, they're definitely pieces. You have the resources. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it should be attractive. And not to mention the fan base. Man. You know, the tradition. The tradition there in Minnesota is huge. The fan. The, 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 man, the way they support the show for, for us right now, it tells me how much they love Vikings, the, the Minnesota Vikings. So, uh, yeah, it definitely is a very, very uh, – attractive opportunity for a head coach and i I don't think you guys will have an issue um getting a head coach and and whoever the head coach is whoever the gm is pat p said he wouldn't mind returning rocking at number seven and do you still want to play four to four to five more years pat no doubt about it i just told you mac my body felt like i was 26 27 this year man i felt awesome so when my body let me down when my body says time to hang it up that's when you hang it up and another thing too when i always told my well I tell my wife this all the time whenever I don't have the desire to work out anymore because mm-hmm. that's something I love to do like I yeah. love offseason I love the grind I love putting that work to try to get that finishing um product at the end of the season but when I lose the desire you know what time I work out mm-hmm. it's time to hang up the cleats <laughs> no question and no you know me like I'm a practice guy no question like I, like I believe in practicing yeah if I lose that fight, yeah, it's time yeah. to go. It's time that fight, like, man, we got to practice a day? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this, but you like, right. oh. <laughs> all right, I, I see the signs. Exactly. <laughs> I see the signs. Hey, but right now, my guy love practicing. He love working out. He love going out there grinding, so he still yep. wants to play. So Minnesota, stand up. All you Viking fans who want Pat P back, let's go ahead and get that thing rolling right now on social media. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Pat P, it's time for Around the League. And we're going to do something different this week. Me and my guy, Pat, man, we are big-time fans of watching football. And because the season is over for Pat P, 
he has an opportunity to sit in front of his television with the TV on mute because he don't watch football, listening to the announcers (laughs) and watch playoff football. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick the playoff matchups for this weekend uh, slate of ball games, starting with the Saturday matchups leading into Sunday. I will talk some some gambling numbers as well. Only me, because I will put together a nice parlay for you guys. But Pat would just pick his games straight up, just picking games straight up. Me personally, I'm going to give you my picks with a little gambling tied to it. So the first matchup, Pat P, we have the Raiders who had an emotional Sunday night game just to get into the playoffs against the Chargers. Uh, Wait, that- I want to talk about that game later. You want to talk about that game too? Hold on, we can talk. Let, let, let's talk. Let, let, let. Now, now, that game for you guys who not who, who are not familiar with uh, the implications tied to that ball game, the Chargers played the Raiders in Las Vegas. The winner of that ball game will go to the playoffs for right. sure. If the game ended in a tie, which I was praying didn't happen, both teams would go to the playoffs. The Steelers oh wouldn't make it. Now, that game went to overtime, and in that overtime period, both teams had got the football. No one scored. The Raiders got the football back. They were driving. Brandon Staley, who was a, a coach who annoys me so much. Man, man, man. This man played. He coached the game like he plays. Man, mad, man. Man, 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 mad, man. The man went for it in the third quarter, only down three, 17-14, in the beginning of the third quarter, backed up inside his 20 on fourth and two and went for it and didn't get it oh, didn't man, get Pat, it we was talking this whole game man <laughs> we was talking yeah, we, were, we were we were and <laughs> didn't get it like i know that he's aggressive but bro you've got everything on the line in this one game like you went for Put it. Put your pride aside. No, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, Pat, because I know they I know they would never say anything, but defensive players on that team. Oh my God. Passed, they, 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 they hot. Especially, especially when the Raiders was giving you your invitation to the playoffs. Yeah. They'll say, we're gonna run the ball. Here you go. We both going to the playoffs. Let's get the heck out of uh Vegas. Oh, and he called timeout. He wanna use his timeouts. He oh, used he both of them. Both of them. Yeah. I'm like, coach, what are you doing? You don't have an opportunity to get the ball back to even, you know, you ain't going to have no timeouts. If you get the ball back, you're going to have 10 seconds on the clock at least. What are you doing? He called timeout, yo. He used both of them. So now the Raiders coach is like, damn, I'm trying to get both of us to the playoffs. Yes. What you doing? So now you run the ball again. Still, that was just like a, a give up run. They end up blowing it, gaining 16 yards, not in field goal position. So now they're in field goal position. Your coach like, uh, I can't nail it now. I might as well go ahead and win it. <laughs> yeah, because if I miss it, we still in. It don't matter. But I'm so, like, oh. let, me go ahead and, let me go ahead and knock y'all out. Bro, you see what's going on. The clock's winding. They taking the play clock down to two seconds every time. And he called time. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, they're going to lose now. I said, they're going to lose the ball game now. And all the, the, the Chargers players like, what are we doing? And it, it couldn't have been like he didn't know the, what was going on because the special team coach is in his head or somebody's in his ear telling him the whole scenario, what's going on. But just being too aggressive cost him. 
Like at times, you I, I know you want to be aggressive. It's, it's, but it's but a you time be smart. And a place for all of that, man. Yeah, some things are just dumb. Yeah, it don't, don't make sense. Oh, you're backed God. up. You're backed up. Like you, and at that time, it wasn't like the Raiders were easily driving the length of the football right. field to put points on the scoreboard. Right. They were having issues a little bit. Mm-hmm. Make them drive the length of the field. Don't give them that type of and, field. And Max, what I said, and not saying that Brandon's gonna get fired. I said this is why coaches get fired right here for mis- decisions like this. Like. Yeah. It's like everything was made for your owner coming downstairs, ready to go. Like that, not he embarrassed. You know they don't they don't like coming downstairs and they end up losing. You know they only come down when they win it. Man, they got a shot. Yeah, they had, right. it should, it game should he be. He came down. Shot. It's like it's like two minutes ago. He's like, all right. He must have had to talk with Mark or something. He's like, man, they gonna nail it. You know, we we both going to the playoffs. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> they said, no, I'm gonna use these timeouts for what? I don't know what he was trying to do, but yeah. But because of that debacle. The Raiders are in the playoffs playing against the hot Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. You taking Cincy? Yeah, I'm taking Cincy. So Pat P, take Cincy. So in this line, listeners and viewers, the spread is five and a half, right? So Pat gets Cincy. I'm going to take one regarding betting. BMAC is taking Cincy as well, and here's why. The first meeting, remember, they played early in the year in Vegas, and – Cincinnati won 32 to 13. Joe Mixon had a huge day, 30 carries for 123, two touchdowns. They couldn't stop him. Uh, he didn't get a lot from Joe Burrow, but you didn't. Cincinnati's defense had a lot of success against Derek Carr in the Raiders offense. Now, both quarterbacks have been playing fairly well, but Joe Burrow has been hot. His last two games versus Kansas City and Baltimore, he threw for 525 against Baltimore, 446, a total of eight touchdowns. I love Cincinnati because the home playoff atmosphere pat p you know about this when you play at home especially in round one it does something to you as a player especially for cincinnati who they haven't had a home playoff game in a long long time in quite some time uh you know they're going to be energized and they play good football at home and i love the trio of wide receivers i think they i think they have arguably the best trio of wide receivers in the playoffs and that's saying a lot jamar chase who went for over a thousand t higgins went for over a thousand and the experienced savvy route runner tyler boyd and the chemistry they have with Joe Burrow has been well documented. So one, I got two betting nuggets for you guys that are joining me when it comes to betting. When you look at this matchup between these two teams, the Raiders are 0-5 ATS. ATS means against the spread in their last five meetings with Cincinnati. So the last time they, the last five times they've played Cincinnati, the Raiders have not covered. Last betting nugget I got for you. The favorite in this matchup is four and one ATS in their last five meetings. Remember, ATS means against the spread. So the favorite has won four matchups. The last four matchups of the four and one ATS in the last five meetings. Cincinnati is the favorite. I'm taking Cincinnati. All right. Next up, we got the Pats traveling to Buffalo. Who you got in that matchup, Pat P? Man, that's gonna be a that's a that's a tough one to pick. It's go, it's but, supposed to be really cold too. They it might not be it's not gonna be as windy as the first meeting in Buffalo, but it's gonna have, they will have a little wind, but it's supposed to be really cold. Uh, I'm gonna go Bills Mafia. You're gonna go Bills Mafia. Okay, you taking Josh Allen. So Pat P's taking Josh Allen in this particular matchup. The spread is four, but the over under is 43 and a hook. 
I'm taking the under. And the reason why I'm taking the under, the Patriots on the road playing against a team with a winning record, a young quarterback struggles a little bit. They've only averaged 18 points in the last three road games versus a team with a winning record. Defensively, the Buffalo Bills can, can harass you a little bit, especially a young quarterback. And also, when you look at this matchup between these two teams, the under is 4-1 and one in the last five meetings in Buffalo, and the under is 5-2 and two in the Bills' last seven games as a home favorite. So that tells me when these two teams play in Buffalo, the under hits more than none. And when Buffalo is playing at home as a favorite, their defense plays good football. They don't allow a lot of points. And they'll don't forget Josh Allen is playing against a real good defense, a defensive team in the Patriots. So I think points are going to come at a premium. I'm taking the under in that matchup. Next up, Pat P. This is a good one right here. We got Tampa mm. hosting the Eagles. Yeah. Mm. Who are you liking that one? Straight up. I knew Tampa, it's Tampa dealing with injuries and yeah, that's what I was about to say. I knew it sounds like you got it sound like you thinking about it. I am. Because I'm going to pick an underdog in one of these. Mm-hmm. And it's about to be now. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. You calling for the, the upset outright? Yeah. You, you calling for the I Eagles? Know, I know. I know. I know everybody going to come at me on the show. This, that, and the other. But Philly is hot right now. Man, Jalen Hurts is playing unbelievable football. I think he's playing at the level that he's played at, you know, far as before he got benched the first time uh, uh, at, uh, at uh, Alabama. I just thought that I think he's playing with a ton of confidence. I think the defense is playing much better. It is. Yes, they are. They are much better. And I just think, you know, it's been a lot of I, – I just think with the young quarterback, with his mobility – I think he's going to cause trouble for the secondary of Tampa by him being able to move around a little bit and have, mm-hmm. make the guys have to cover a little bit longer. And mm-hmm. so I'm going with Philadelphia with the, with the upset. And, and like I said, Pat is not talking to any numbers. He's picking just outright to win. Pat is saying the upset will happen in Tampa, second-year quarterback going against the GOAT. And Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts with the win. And think about this. The Atlanta, uh, I'm sorry, the Philadelphia Eagles, they have the number one rushing offense in the National Football League. Now, they're playing against a stout team defensively against the run. I I don't know the status of Miles Sanders. I don't know if he'll be ready to go, but if he can go, that would be a plus. Okay, so Pat P's taking the Eagles upset, right? You heard it here first, all things covered. Now, the Eagles are getting eight and a half. That's the, that's the spread in that ball game. Remember also, these two teams played early in the year. Tampa won 28 to 22. A pedestrian like ball game for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, he only had 115 yards passing. Now, at that time, Philly wasn't the rushing team that they are now. They yep. were struggling. I think that's the game that kind of initiated running yeah. the football. Yeah, because they were. As, they a, just, as a quarterback, you need, you need a good balance. They got, they got booed and everything. And they only lost by six. I like Philly getting eight and a half in this matchup. So I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. I do believe Jalen Hurts, like you said, been playing real good football. 
He will open up some things throwing. Also, running the football, they got to find a way to do that. And I think their defense is going to have some success against Tom Brady. So I'm taking Eagles getting eight and a half. The next matchup, this is a big-time traditional matchup. 49ers at the Cowboys. Yeah. 49ers at the Cowboys. Pat P, where you, where you going? I'm this going Cowboys. I think I think it's going to be a tough. 49ers are playing some really, really good football. Yes. Watching the play against yeah. the Rams. I think it was the Rams, right? The last game of the yeah, season. Yeah, last week. Yeah, we, we talked yeah. about that game, too. Yeah, that was a really, that was a really, really entertaining game. Uh, came down to the Warriors. They came back. I think it was down 17-3. They were down 17-0 at one time. Yeah, but at, matter of fact, I think they scored before halftime, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think they got the three points before halftime. I think they I did. Think, I think you're right. I think they put points they, in the score before halftime. And they won the game. Yep. How ironic, Matt. <laughs> but that just goes down to the situation of football to get off the game, how important it is. And that's why Tom Brady is always going to be good because he yep. scored before halftime. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick is the same way. Pittsburgh Steelers, the Chiefs, yep. all those, all those good situations, the Rams, all those good situations of football teams, they're gonna be in the playoffs every single year because they're doing what you're supposed to do. It's it might seem so little and you know unnoticed, but I'm telling you, points before halftime goes so such a long way. No but question. The game, I'm going Cowboys. Uh we're on the Cowboys game, right? Yeah, Cowboys, San Francisco. I'm going, I'm going Cowboys to win, but like I said earlier, San Fran is playing some unbelievable football, running the ball yeah. extremely well. Um, but I think it's going to come to a halt here um, here in the first round of the playoffs. I think Cowboys are going to be very, very stout. I think Dan Quinn and his defense are going to come to play and uh, put up a stellar performance. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys lane three points, and here's why. Playing at home, that's, that should be huge for Dallas. And they play much inspired football at home. Yeah. And the 49ers, it's some, it seems like they have issues when they're playing against the Cowboys when they, in regards to covering. 49ers are 1-4-1 and one ATS in the last six meetings versus the Cowboys. They're 1-3-1 and one ATS in the last five meetings in Dallas. That tells me when they play the Cowboys, especially in Dallas, they don't cover. When it comes to betting, you got to follow the trend. So in that matchup, the trend is... 49ers don't cover playing Dallas or playing in Dallas. So give me the Cowboys. Next up, you got the Steelers. This is, an, this is another rematch. Steelers traveling to Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going to go. This is going to be a close game. I think Steelers going to make it competitive, but I got to go with my homeboy. Yeah. I mean, you remember the first meeting, man. They, it was at one point, it was down, it was 30 to zero. Yeah. It was 30 to zero. In this matchup, I'm taking a side. I'm taking a total. The total is 46. And a half. I'm gonna take the under in this matchup solely because you know Pittsburgh. Let's keep it real. That offense hasn't really been explosive. The last four games, the offense is averaging 17 points. Uh, Kansas City's defense is probably gonna be expired. Play good football, especially at home. Um, and the Steelers having T.J. Watt back healthy, Joe Hayden should should limit some things to a degree for Pat Mahomes. I don't expect for them to allow the easy 30 points like they did the first meeting. So. Take the under. I'm taking the under. And oh, get this. Between these two teams, the last five meetings in Kansas City, the under is four and one. So I'm going to under. Last game, Monday night. Oh, we got Monday night football and it's a playoff game. That's going to be awesome. How you feel about that, Pat P? Like if you were playing the Monday night playoff game, how would you would you be concerned about the short week, quick turnaround, or are you just ready to go? Ah, that's interesting, Matt. 
that's interesting. Um, I think if they do that, if they give a team the Monday night game, they have they have to be automatically eligible for that Sunday night game the following. Hands down, yeah. That, that I think the winner of that Monday night game will be playing late Sunday. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, where where you going? Two teams you're familiar with, Cardinals uh, at the Rams. Is uh, they say JJ Watt coming coming back, right? Allegedly, yes. Allegedly, if he if he comes back, um, I think that'll help the defensive line to get some pressure on uh on Matthew. If he comes back, I'm taking the Cardinals. If he don't come back, I'm taking the Rams because when JJ played in that, I think he played in the first game, right? I think so. When he played in the first game, they they wasn't you know I, I had opportunity to watch because we we played the Rams so. Yep. It was a little bit more zone heavy, you know, not less, you know, wasn't pressuring the quarterback as much. So it gave him an opportunity to play with the guys up front to get after the quarterback. And then in the second game, mm-hmm. they had to do a lot of a lot more zone pressures that the blitz a little bit more. And that kind of forced, you know, it played into the Rams hands because all the Rams do is a lot of condensed formations. Yep. They want to run crossers. They run in uh, post overs. And uh, they they have they they like to do Jefferson when they know you're in man to man kind of force the, the DB out and and try to run the post is what they did on Robert, you know. So if JJ's back, I think that gives Vance the liberty to play a little bit more zone eyes and let the guys up front rush the pass, uh, rush the quarterback a little bit. But I think if JJ's not in there, it puts more pressure on him to send pressure to the quarterback. But that also put your secondary or guys in coverage in jeopardy because what the Rams did a good job at in the second game, when they knew what Vance was going to do, they did a lot of match protection. Mm. So they wasn't getting to the quarterback when they was bringing pressure. And that's a, that's always a, you know, a recipe for disaster when a team match protecting you sending pressure. Now you got guys in the back end covering for yeah. forever. So if JJ's in, I'm taking the Cardinals. If JJ's not playing, you're taking the Rams. And that was week four. And yes, you're right. J.J. Watt did play that game. Uh, the Cardinals won 37 to 20. So you're right. He did play in week four. Uh, me personally, when it comes to this game, the Rams are giving four points. Uh, it seems like the offense, Arizona offense, they've been a little stagnant since they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray hasn't really looked the same throwing the football. Uh, protecting wise, they have issues protecting him. The offense hasn't really been gelling and clicking like we thought they would do. Uh, especially with the early success and defensively they missed JJ a lot. You can tell, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So not knowing the status, but it's just something about these two teams. And you know, about this matchup, Pat Pete, the favorite in the matchups when it regards to Arizona and Rams, the favorite is eight, two and one ATS in the last 11 meetings. And Arizona is a lonely one, eight and one ATS in the last 10 meetings. So in the last 10 matchups between the Cardinals and the Rams, the Cardinals have only covered once. Only one time they've covered the spread and had one tie. Give me the Rams. Give me Sean McVay. Give me the home team. I'm taking the home team. And before we transition, definitely want to get your quick thoughts on the national championship game. I got a nice parlay for all our betters and gamblers that are checking us out on YouTube or listening to us, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. I got a 14 parlay a four piece for you guys. And what I'm telling you, I've already put my ticket in. So check this out. 14 parlay. I got Buffalo lane, the four points, 
I got Cincinnati laying the five and a half to the Raiders. I have the under in Kansas City Pittsburgh matchup, and I have Dallas laying three. That parlay is plus twelve hundred. So if you want to bet fifty dollars, that brings you in around six hundred. If you want to bet a hundred, that brings you around twelve. If you want to bet two hundred, that brings you around twenty four hundred. So follow me now, if you want to get it on. I'm doing that right now. I already got my ticket in. And you guys can thank me later. You can inbox us on social media. BMAC, thank you. But they call me the Parlay Prince. The Parlay Prince has spoken. <laughs> P, this past Monday night, everyone was tuned in watching the national championship game between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Two head coaches that we love and we respect. And we both had on the show. Last yeah. year, we had Kirby Smart on the show. And we had Nick Saban on the show. We should get Kirby back now that he's a national champion to get his thoughts. But what was your reaction to that outstanding, entertaining ball game? Man, my boy, my boy Bob, he text Bobcat text me before the game. He's like, "Man, who you think gonna win?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, don't don't be surprised if Georgia win it, dog." He was like, "Man, why you say that?" I was like, "Man, first of all, it's hard to be a good team twice, like a good solid team twice in one year." And I think me and you was talking. I said, Georgia will win if the quarterback plays well. I think me and you was talking about this last week, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But he played outstanding. He did. And they won the ball game. He did. You know, so I just had a feeling that it was going to be tough. I, I knew Kirby is a great – he's a great coach. He understands, you know, what you have to do to keep put yourself in position you know, to, uh, to to try to win the game. And that's what he did. He he didn't do, he didn't make the quarterback do anything out of the ordinary. They protected him very well. He didn't make any bonehead decisions. Defense played outstanding like they'd been doing all year. And they came out on top. And that's what you need when you have a solid defense and a good team. Mm-hmm. Just a quarterback to not only keep you in the game, but not put you, your team in a bad position. Yeah. And, you know, that's what they was able to do Monday night. And they came out on top. Stetson Bennett, nicknamed the mailman, delivered the mail Monday night. Yeah, former walk-on who beat Nick Saban in that championship game. I feel like this. I think the game would have been, even if it was a close game, I understand the final score doesn't really detail how close the ball game, because remember, Georgia got that pick six, made it 33-18. to But if Jamison Williams stayed in that ball game, oh, Pat P, he might be one of the fastest I've seen, bro. Yes. He And and you got to remember, they were already missing John Mechie, the mm-hmm. other wide receiver because of yep. injury. So when you lose number one, now you're working with a bunch of freshmen. And get this, all three freshmen wide receivers were that it was it was Holden, Brooks, and Hall. Brooks from South Florida, Hall from Florida, and the other one is from South Florida too. I can't remember. Holden all them played in the backyard. All them boys played in the backyard, and Nick Saban went and got him. Wow. But it was a good it, it was a good game. But I think if they were healthy, it'd have been very very tough to beat Alabama. But in all, shout out to Kirby Smart winning his first national championship as a head coach and ending a forty one year drought mm-hmm. for UGA. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back Thursday where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Peace.